Hello. Welcome to our very first episode of Love and Real Estate. I am your local real estate agent, Danielle, and I'm happy to be co-hosting this podcast with my love, Daryl. And we are a married couple living here in the DMV area, and that's Virginia, Maryland, and DC. Um, We're on the Virginia side in Northern Virginia. Uh, We are parents of three kids. Crazy to think, huh? Uh-huh. It is very crazy to think. Uh, it's crazy to think how much time passed, or how quickly time passed. Um, yeah, I can't believe that we are sitting here, kind of approaching what some people will classify as middle age, and we both have these professional jobs for our children. So we have three kids, uh, all under the age of ten, eight, five, and nineteen months. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, we wanted to kind of just connect with people and just talk about like everyday things that, you know, working parents go through and then also, you know, bring some value in understanding the real estate market and how to help, um, you know, people in the buying and selling process when it comes to real estate with my knowledge of the, the market and the industry and your knowledge on the financial side. Exactly, though. So we, we really intended this podcast to be helpful to somebody that's approaching uh, what I will classify as adulthood, like starting at age 28. Yeah. From the 18 to 28, I won't really classify a person as being an adult. Uh, there are occasions you may have somebody that has their stuff together. Uh, more than likely not, you're just still trying to find your way. But by the time you hit 28, you're probably trying to settle down. You're probably trying to buy a house. Um, you're trying to navigate, um, you know, the environment of your job. Um, and adulting. Adulting. <laughs> Hashtag much. adulting. Adulting, exactly. <laughs> so we were thinking that, hey, we should start a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Right? But, and I listen to a ton of them. I know that you really, you probably don't listen to the every podcast. No, yet. no, I'm not a, so that's why we're going to feed off of each other. I'm not, um, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. And so, you know, this would be a perspective of somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts to somebody who doesn't and just kind of. You know, we want your feedback and you can always, you know, share your thoughts and email us at um, Danielle, it's D-O-N-Y-E-L-L dot Allen, A-L-L-E-N. And that's at C21NM dot com. Yeah, please email us. Like after you listen to this podcast and the first topic that we're going to discuss and if you have any additional questions. Um, please let us know. I mean, on this first one, we may want to kind of keep it relatively short compared to other podcasts that you may listen to. But um, one thing that's been kind of going on right now in the news that um, I just, when I first heard, heard about it, it was only maybe four days ago, is the new program that the current administration is implementing uh, for people with a lower credit score uh, to obtain a mortgage. Oh, that's a hot topic. Yeah, the new yeah. policy changes for mortgage borrowers. So how, do, how do you feel about that when it comes to, you know, the higher your credit score, you're going to occur additional fees versus, you know, the, on the lower end of a credit score with lesser fees, pretty much is what it boils down to. Well, I will tell you, the first time that I actually read an article about this subject, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a parody. <laughs> it sounded like something, and I, I think I read it on Fox News, and it seemed like something that would be written for the INO. Uh, which is like a parody news site. And I'm like, well, this can't be true. So you're telling me somebody with a higher credit score will have to pay additional fees, but someone with a lower credit score will have to pay um, 
you pay board fees? I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really correspond to how life works. Yeah, because you would think it would drive people to want to just lower their credit score and not fix their credit score to come up to a higher standing. Exactly. You kind of you kind of rewarding people for being irresponsible, right? And I know the whole purpose of the program is to help lower income people obtain their first home, but the fallacy to that argument is that not, income, not all lower income people, you know, mm-hmm. have terrible credit scores. Exactly. Your credit score has nothing to do with your income. Matter of fact, when you're applying for your credit card, I mean, I think there is a section where you do put your income. There is no way they can verify that. Right. Uh, you just put what you can put whatever income. Now you're not supposed to lie to get caught. I'm pretty sure that'd be a fine, but. Um, well, you're taught too, you know, when you turn 18 and you start opening credit cards or establishing that credit, you're always taught to kind of, you know, get the credit and then pay it off or maintain a, a you know, a, a good credit status. Um, because a lot of things hinge it are, you know, on your credit. So, you know, getting a car loan, you know, kind of um, that the home mortgage is tended on credit. Um, and, you know, sometimes borrowers, you know, they borrow money to pay for college and trying to pay off some of those student loans do hinder your debt. But yeah, especially you, the private student loans. I've yeah, yeah. But, you know, sometimes you don't always come out of college with, you know, a six figure job either. And no, I, I don't want to, with this, with this introductory podcast, make anybody feel bad for having a lower credit score. Things happen in life. Life happens, right, right, right. True. You have medical bills. You have, you know, with a doctor with no insurance, you have a minor condition, you come out of the hospital with a $10,000 bill. Right. Well, you're paying that back in chunks, but you may skip a payment. Next thing you know, they get reported to the credit bureau and then your credit score is lower. Right? right, right. Things happen in life, right? So, then, but then again, though, you can't make it. You can't penalize the people who pay their bills on time. And you know, they, they may be a little bit, I guess, people like to use the term privileged or whatever. They could be in a privileged position, but it doesn't matter. They pay their bills on time. You got someone else that doesn't that have a lower credit score. So in order to help the person with a lower credit score who probably shouldn't be obtaining a mortgage in the first place, and that's another problem that we're going to get into. Um, but you're trying to help them obtain a home by paying lesser fees. And you think just because I have an 820, I can pay higher fees. Well, even too, on the flip side of that, you could be somebody that has, you know, a 720 to 820 credit score, but financially, especially in, you know, this market, you know, uh, average price of a home, especially here in, you know, the Virginia area is about 500 to 600,000. You may not make that amount of money. Now your credit could be good because you, you know, keep a low debt and you make sure you pay your bills and everything on time. But financially, you may not be able to afford, you know, that home. And so now you're going to also be penalized on top of that for for holding on and maintaining that great credit score. You know, well, let me ask you this, then. Does it does any of this really matter? Because if I have a credit score of 600 and I'll probably get a mortgage. I guess, ten, I mean, I will, they will still look at my income. Yes, so you look at your debt that, to income ratio. Well, yes. so there's a possibility if I have high debt or if I, you know, if I have lower income, then I wouldn't get the mortgage in the first place, right? True, true. To save on the fees. Well, you wouldn't get probably the, that $600,000 home. You may end up saying, hey, based on your debt to income ratio, you know, and what you can afford on a monthly basis in a mortgage, you may only approve for you know, two hundred thousand to one hundred thousand dollar home, which is going to be very hard to find in this in this area well, here, well, Midwest. Very, very impossible. 
where we come from in Ohio in the Midwest, you know, a little bit more likely. But here in this area, that's going to be really tough. So, yes, you still have other factors that play into that debt to income ratio um, and then where the interest rates are, too. Those are a big thing right now. Interest rates are, you know, on the higher end. So even with, a, you know, a lower credit score, you're still going to have a higher interest rate. That's going to also play a part into it. So I always say, you know, what's great is you, you work with a realtor to help advise you and consult. Um, you work with a lender to know all your options, um, make sure you can financially afford that mortgage, and then you make the decision on your own and what's best for you and your family. Um, and so that's where it all kind of plays a role in. It's just a hot topic right now between the media and the news with mortgage rates and kind of where everything is because they're trying to plateau out this inflation and kind of where we are with the times right now when it comes to the government so yeah but it just seems kind of funny one of the reasons why we have this high inflation is the government printed so much money during covid and gave the money away freely right Mm -hmm. it it flooded the market with money and then the demand went up because everybody had some money but the supply wasn't there so the, the items the products that were on the marketplace they increase in price, and then we all kind of increase in price at the same time. You have inflation. So now, since they made that mistake, they want to lower inflation now by raising the interest rates, which they really are trying to, what they call it a soft landing. So they're not really trying to damage the, the economy per yeah. se. Okay. It is trying to decrease it slowly, right? Mm. But this doesn't seem like what's occurring. You see all these companies going out of business. You see all these banks failing. It's yeah, especially scary. a lot of small businesses. Yeah. yeah. It's a very scary time out here. And it just doesn't seem like we have the leadership in place, especially at the Fed, to handle this correctly. Yeah. Um, and you know, also, too, if you know anything about the, the Fed, it's, it's the, the, the government central bank who lend money to other banks, right? Effectively, they kind of control the economy. It, it just doesn't seem like they really know what they're doing right now. Yeah, because they're the ones that, you know, in the past, I think we've had at least four different interest rates increases mm-hmm. here in the past, you know, from last year, kind of trickling. It's a little plateaued out, but the Fed's also kind of, you know, make those decisions um, and they've been kind of aggressive with that to, to, like you said, balance that out or counteract however you will with it. So, and people got to really pay attention to this. So, you may be a person who doesn't vote, who doesn't even watch the news. And God bless you if you don't watch the news. That doesn't be depressing. But the stuff that's going on right now will eventually affect the, the Fed by, rise, by raising interest rates is going to be pushed down to the banks and it's going to be pushed down to you. You may have a credit card and hopefully you pay attention to the amount of uh, the, the, the percentage of interest that you're paying, but say that you're paying 12% right now. Well, that 12% is going to be hiked up to 15%, right? Yeah. Because the cost of money is higher. Yeah. So if you want to get a mortgage right now, if you want to get a mortgage and you move to North Virginia, um, you really should check out my wife, Donya Allen. But... <laughs> if you want to get a mortgage right now, mortgage rates, mortgage rates are expensive. I mean, they're, they're ridiculous now. You got to think about when you get a loan, a mortgage loan is not your typical loan that you go get um, just to spend it anywhere, right? If, if you get a loan and it's backed up by the value of the home, right? So if you default on the loan, theoretically, the bank can take the home from you, sell it, and obtain their money back, maybe more. That's why... You shouldn't be paying over a certain amount for a mortgage. If 
FDR, that's a big problem, right? Because it's a collateral, collateralized loan. Yeah, you don't want right? to be house poor. That's well, okay. it's not necessarily that, but the interest rates that they were giving out today is totally ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Then we, yeah. we were just looking at some, I think what the average is like 7% for a house. Yeah, it's all 65 to 7%. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But I always say this too, on the flip side, you know, to, you know, just to give people perspective, you date the rate, marry the house. So hmm, while, like you, while you can always refinance, and there's a lot of lenders too that are waiving those lender fees when you do refinance. Um, I know a couple, so if you're ever in the need to refinance, um, you can do that. And they are waiving those lender fees to do, to kind of, you know, help with some of that, um, that is going on. But I always say you date the rate, marry the house. So it's important to make sure you find your dream house. Um, you know, no matter what the interest rates are and in a year or two, we all know that, you know, with change comes, you know, change in administration or just changing the economy will then come changing your interest rates. And at that time you can always refinance, um, that benefits you and your family. So there's always options out there. Um, we just kind of wanted to bring this hot topic to the forefront for our very first podcast. You know, hopefully you guys took some value from well, what we were able to share. Yeah, yeah. One thing that's kind of a concern is that if you are, if, you, if the U.S. is going to be in the business of promoting people with lower credit scores to obtain mortgages, right? Remember, I'm not thinking, I'm not saying income, I'm saying lower credit scores, right? If the U.S. government is going to be promoting that, it's a possibility that they may drag us back to the subprime loan. Um, um, you know, happening that happened in the early 2000s, right? And then everything collapsed in 2008. So you want to be very, very, you don't want to give mortgages out to people who are not going to pay them, right? Sure. They may pay them, sure. you know, for a little while, but they're not paying them after that because maybe they're irresponsible. And the only way we can determine if a person is fiscally irresponsible is by the credit score. So I just hope the government is not pulling us back into that direction because I was working at a bank in 2008 and there was a lot of pain that people went through. And um, just hopefully that won't happen again. So as we close up, uh, that's the only thing that I kind of wanted to end with. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So we appreciate your time. Hopefully you took some value from this. Check us out again on another podcast. We'll bring you another topic of love and real estate and give you guys a better glimpse into just who we are and what we can bring to the table. And again, if you're in that Northern Virginia area looking to buy, sell, or even rent, get your girl up. And what is your email address again? It's Danielle, D-O-N-Y-E-L-L dot Allen, A-L-L-E-N. And that's at C21NM.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you.